Now, a couple of little mistakes I see people make is if you say something like, hey, Mr. Realtor, I'm really excited to work with you. My mentor has lots of experience and will help me with every file. That's not as good. You say the word mentor, I'm like, ew. In my mind, I go like, maybe your mentor is busy. Like mentor is not the right word. Language actually is super important. So when it comes to scripting, and it's amazing to me how two people can do the exact same thing and you change a few of the words and one of them's like, it's not working and the other one does, which is why it's important to get coaching on this stuff because language matters. So you say mentor, in their mind, you're painting a picture with your words. You're painting the picture that you are brand spanking new. The most inspiring stories from today's most successful mortgage brokers. Join your host, Scott Peckford, on I Love Mortgage Brokering. Hey, Broker Nation. Scott Peckford here. Today is the Rookie Mortgage Broker Podcast. And normally I have a guest on, but I've been mixing it up. And actually, I'm just going to do a solo show today and talk about, if you're brand new, why nobody trusts you as a mortgage broker or mortgage agent and what the heck you can do about it. Hey, before we jump into that, I want to give a shout out to our title sponsor, Finmo. Finmo is a Canadian mortgage application, document collection, submission platform designed specifically for Canadian borrowers and brokers. It's really easy to use from a borrower's perspective as they're filling out the app. It's figuring out exactly what you need for documents. Then once they hit submit, they get a list of documents and start gathering. And often, just so you guys are aware of this, when people are filling out a mortgage application, they actually have the documents right there. I know, right? Because they don't know the answers, so they look them up. And if you make it easy, we have found that they'll actually just send you the documents all in one shot. So just keep that in mind. Uh, another cool thing that they do is they have smart submission notes. So as you get ready to hit submit to the lender, it actually pulls the key data from the application, puts it in the notes and fires it off to the lender so that it makes it easy for them to give you an answer quick and hopefully give you a yes. Also today, I'm gonna to talk to Ben from Bloom Finance, which is Canada's fastest growing reverse mortgage company about unique use cases for reverse mortgages. So it's gonna be an interesting conversation. All right, so you're brand new and you're like, man, Scott, I'm talking to people, I'm out, you know, I'm on social media, which you're probably not doing it correctly, but that's another point. I'll talk about that on another show. And you're doing all this stuff and you just can't seem to get any leads or the leads that you get are kind of crap. So you meet with realtors and they're like, yeah, yeah, you seem really nice. And then they give you just absolute garbage leads. And let me tell you what's going on in their mind. If you're brand new and if it's obvious that you're brand new, so A, you look really young or B, you tell them, hey, I'm brand new, but look, I got a passion for real estate and numbers. By the way, if you say that, they're like, great, we don't really care. In the back of their mind, they're thinking, do you know what you're doing? And even if they like you, so let's say you are fantastic at you know building rapport, getting them to like you. If they like you, they still have to trust you. And if they don't trust you, they're not going to refer you. And if they do refer you, they're just going to refer you garbage because they're kind of feel bad for you. Like, I like the kid or I like you, but honestly, I have no idea you're going to get this done. I'll dust off a file that has been you know, kicked around 20 places and I'll give that to you. So this is what's going on in the back of their mind. They're going, are you going to get this done for me? And so there's a few things you can do to help mitigate this. And most of the time, this is a very fixable problem. You just think about it from their perspective for a second. Though. So before I tell you how to fix this, let me just paint this picture for you. So imagine you're going to go get laser eye surgery. And you have the choice between a surgeon who's done it 10,000 times and a surgeon who's done it once, right? Who are you going to go to? You're going to be like, dang, I don't want the person who's done this the first time. That's the same thing, especially if you're dealing with a referral partner, realtor, they're going to be like, I don't know if I can trust you to get this done. Like literally, I'm going to trust you with my paycheck. I don't think so. I don't think so. So here's what they think in the back of their mind. They go, you know what? I'm going to wait a couple of years because I like you, you know, and if you're still around, it means you probably know what you're doing and then I'll give you a try. But most of you can't wait two years. And even if you did no mortgages, if you were still doing it in two years, they assume you're actually having success or you would have left. 
And so then you can actually start to get referrals, but this is all a fixable problem. So at the end of the day, the reality is, is that if you're new, you don't know what you're doing. And I even argue that until you funded a hundred mortgages, when you first 10, you learn a ton in the first 10 and the first 10 to the hardest, the next 90, you will find, you know, hundreds of ways to kill files because you're going to lose files in there. But when you get to hundred, you're going to look back and go, holy crap, I didn't know anything. And then when you get to 500, you'll be like, wow, I can't believe how little I knew. Now, I'm not trying to make you feel discouraged because it's all learnable skill, but the reality is, is that you can't fake experience. And so here's how you solve it. So let's say if I'm meeting with a real estate agent. So first thing is, is that don't tell them that you're brand spanking new. I now don't lie, but I wouldn't personally say, hey, guess what? I got my license a month ago. Give me a mortgage. Now, if you're going to say that you got your license a month ago, then you have to follow up with, okay, why should I send you a mortgage? Why should I trust you? That's what's going on in their head. So how you solve this is you actually don't talk about your experience at all. Instead, you talk about your processor's experience, your underwriter's experience. So if you say, hey, if they like build rapport, they like you, you know, what we do to build rapport and trust in our brokerage, we teach people how to do a presentation, kind of like a listing presentation. So they build all this trust rapport, but then they show that how they add value, which is awesome. But even if you're adding value, you still got to get over the hurdle of, can I trust you to get this done? And so what we coach our people to do is talk about their underwriters experience, their processor. So we have underwriting coaches that are in a Zoom room 40 hours a week that our rookies can go ask questions to in real time and get problems solved. And so when they're talking to a realtor, they say, hey, Mr. Realtor, you know, here's a little bit about me, you know, background as an accountant, you know, love mortgages and decided, hey, I was in the mortgage business. My processor has funded, you know, thousands of files or hundreds of files, and there's no problem on a file that we can't solve. So you see what I'm doing here is I'm eliminating the objection that they're not telling you. Most realtors, even the rude ones, won't say to you, hey, you don't know what you're doing. You're going to screw up my paycheck. That's why I'm not referring you. They'll just say, yeah, yeah, I'll definitely think of you. And they'll never think of you again. And so what you need to do is you need to kill the objection that's going on in their head. And you do that by getting them to like you, showing how you add value, and then eliminating that objection by talking about your processors or your underwriter's experience. Now, a couple of little mistakes I see people make is if you say something like, hey, Mr. Realtor, I'm really excited to work with you. My mentor has lots of experience and will help me with every file. That's not as good. You say the word mentor, I'm like, ooh. In my mind, I go like, maybe your mentor is busy. Like mentor is not the right word. Language actually is super important. So when it comes to scripting, and it's amazing to me how two people can do the exact same thing and you change a few of the words and one of them is like, it's not working and the other one does, which is why it's important to get coaching on this stuff because language matters. So you say mentor, in their mind, you're painting a picture with your words. You're painting the picture that you are brand spanking new. And if you're 50 years old, let's say you're 50, this is your second or third career, and they meet you and you say, my mentor, they're like, oh, you're brand new. Because if you're 50 years old, they wouldn't know if you hadn't been doing this for 25 years. But if you say mentor, you are literally cutting yourself off at the knees. So I would not say, but if I use that example, so imagine if I say it this way, okay, hey, Mr. Realtor, you know, love the mortgage business, you know, previously was an accountant. And, you know, my mentor has done thousands of files and there's no problem that we can't solve. That's meh. That's not going to work as well. Because again, in the mind, mentor, mentee, I'm still dealing with the apprentice. Why don't I just deal with your mentor? Why am I dealing with you? Change it to, but it ha again, it has to be true. Don't lie about this. My processor, my underwriter. So in our case, we have processors and underwriters, underwriting coaches, underwriters that help our agents. So our agents can say, my processor has you know 15 years experience and thousands of files. There's no problem on a file we haven't seen before that we can't solve. So you can see how in their mind, they go relax and go, oh, okay, great. You know what? I'll give you a try. I like you. I can see the value. You showed me how you add value to my business. You know what? I will now trust you enough to refer you and then get the ball rolling. If you don't get this right, what's going to happen is, is you're going to spend a whole bunch of time 
going out and talking to people and trying to get them to convince you to work with you. And in their mind, they're going, you are a brand new surgeon. You know, you've done one surgery or you've taken your course. I'm not going to be your first patient. Nobody wants to be the first patient of any doctor or surgeon. Same thing with your mortgage business. So just keep that in mind and make sure you have good support, you know, back wherever you're getting your support from and be very mindful of the language that you choose. Language matters. So one of my mentors, I'm using the word mentor, but this is many, many years ago and I've been doing this a long ass time, used to say to me, everything lives in language. Everything lives in language. So if you get the language right, it makes a big difference in the impression that the other person's going to get. They're painting pictures in their minds with your words. And so really be careful about what you're saying. So this is what I would say to you. I'll give you another sort of hack to this if this isn't possible. And this is not for everybody. And I'm not suggesting that I've seen this done. And so there's a guy, Asima Lee, who is a couple hundred million producer. Well, he got to a hundred million faster than almost anybody I've met, maybe except Jim Trelukas. But anyway, so Asim, when he got into the mortgage business, he decided that, you know, he wasn't going to tell people how long he'd been in the business. He'd been a debt collector for years before. And so he just made the transition. In fact, you can go back and listen to a podcast I did with him. It's really interesting. Very first day of getting his mortgage license, he goes and knocks on the door of a listing, sort of the house for sale. That's a side story. But anyway, so when he would meet with people and they'd ask him, like, Asim, how long have you been doing this? His answer was long enough to know everything. But he'd say it with a kind of a laugh and a smile. And they'd say, no, no, seriously, Asim, how long have you been doing this? And he's like, long enough to know everything. And he told me a story about how he had met with some lawyers and they were doing a big real estate transaction and they were going to use a seam to help them. And they really liked them. And they're just like, you know, see, this is great. But like, how long have you been doing this? And he's like, ha, long enough to know everything. And like, no, no. And they, they asked him like four or five times. He would not answer the question. You can't get away with this if you don't have rapport. If you have no rapport, they're going to push you into court and say, listen, jackass, answer this. And so he didn't answer it. He had good enough rapport to get away with it. They laughed about it. He still did the deal with them. And so this is not something that everybody can pull off. I'm just telling you the story because maybe you're the person that can pull that off if you don't have the you know processor support, but that's an option for you. Last point on this is never, never to lie. So because if you lie, you're gonna lose all credibility. So don't say, oh yeah, I've been doing this for, you know, because they're gonna find it pretty dang quick if they send you a referral and you make a mess of it and you know you don't really know what you're doing. So that's important that you have an answer for this. If you do it this way, if you respond this way, you're gonna find they're gonna trust you. They're gonna be like, okay, great. They will refer you more quickly and then you can get business. By the way, last, okay, I said last point, I think, but I'll say it again. Your friends and neighbors and family think the same thing. Like this is not just a realtor thing referring you. It's even your friends who knew you as, you know, when I was a paramedic and I switched to being a mortgage broker, they're like, oh, great. You know, if I fell down off a ladder, I'd hope you come pick me up, Scott, because I know you know what you're doing, but do you know how to do a mortgage? So there was a, in their mind, they still were kind of like, I want to wait a couple of years to see if Scott is going to actually, you know, this is something he's going to stick with and he knows what he's doing. And so again, the way you eliminate that objection is you don't talk about your experience because you don't have any. You got to talk about your processor, your underwriter's experience. That is a much stronger way to, to handle this instead of you pretending that you have something that you don't. And then make sure you have a good processor or underwriter to help you actually get the answers and be quick on the answers, right? And last point on this, especially talking to friends, clients, realtors, if you don't know the answer, just say, hey, you know what? They get back to language. If you ask me a question about underwriting, I'd be honest with you, I wouldn't know the answer, especially if it was complex because I don't do that anymore. My specialty is really about marketing and getting the phone to ring. But if somebody did ask me, you know, I bump into somebody and they ask me a question. So you know what? I got to look into that for you. They've changed the rules on that recently. And I just want to make sure that I'm giving you the right answer. Okay, no problem. And then I go get the answer, come back, give it to them. Like, wow, you know what you're doing. Because they would rather the right answer than a instant answer, right? Wouldn't you, if you're in their shoes, would you rather somebody just make some crap up and you're like, oh, or would you rather the correct answer? I think you'd rather the correct answer. 
All right, sorry, I'm done with this whole conversation. Hopefully take this and apply it. Listen to the scripting on this again. Go back, burn this into your brain and you will get more referrals, I guarantee it. If you're brand new at mortgages and you want to find out how we can help you, go to rookie2rockstar.ca. We've got a webinar there and we show you exactly how we help you find and find your first 10 mortgages. Check that out. And in this upcoming segment, I talked to Ben from Bloom about unique cases for reverse mortgages. Very interesting conversation. Have a listen. Hey, Ben, welcome to Ask the Experts. Hey, Scott. Good to be here. So, hey, what's the topic that you want to chat about today? I know you have some unique cases that people are starting to use reverse mortgages for. And so what's one that you've been seeing more lately? Yeah, it seems like every couple of weeks we get a customer coming in with a new sort of interesting use case we never thought of before. And uh, that was the case a couple of weeks ago. A client actually came in. She was working with a broker and a financial advisor. And she actually kind of devised a pretty interesting plan to use a reverse mortgage to bridge her to seven years old such that she could like mm-hmm. delay activating her CPP and OAS and then maximize her CPP and OAS entitlements for the rest of her retirement. I can dive into what I mean by all that. Yeah, sure. Tell me like I'm 10. I think I understand, but like pretend I have no clue what you just said to me so that our <laughs> listeners are like, oh, and if yeah. you already understand what Ben's saying, good for you. <laughs> so, <laughs> so effectively, a lot of seniors in Canada really do rely on their Canada pension plan and old age security, right? CPP and OAS, I just use those acronyms. But effectively, these are your sort of government entitlements that uh, seniors in Canada get, you know, throughout their retirement. Now, a lot of people will activate their CPP between the ages of 60 and 65. You are eligible for OAS when you turn 65. But if you delay that until you're 70 years old for both of those, you can actually increase your total annual entitlement by a pretty significant amount. So it's actually 42% for CPP and about 36% for OAS if you delay activating those entitlements until you're seven years old instead of taking them in your 60s. Right. So just so I get this right. So essentially, you have the option to start it if you delay it. And so in this case, this person through their financial advisor was like, hey, let's delay that because they'll actually get more money from it. And to make lifestyle work, they put a reverse mortgage in place. Is that correct? Yeah, that's exactly right. Okay. So it's a great financial decision for people to do if they can afford it, right? If they can afford to bridge or work until they're 70 or figure out some other way to sustain their living expenses until they turn 70, it can be a great financial decision. But the reality is, is that for many seniors, it's impossible, right? They need that income. They need to activate that as soon as possible, especially if they have an existing mortgage or other debts to service, right? So in this case, uh, the client was 67 years old, a lady recently retired. She was living in Peterborough. So she had some private pension income from her career, but she hadn't activated her CPP and OIS yet. And she had about $75,000 left on a mortgage. So that pension income that she had was kind of enough to live, but not enough to live well, and definitely not enough to live well and service that mortgage that she had. So for that, figured that she would need to activate CPP and OAS right away in order to get that sort of cash flow balance in line. But before she did, she worked with a broker, she worked with a financial advisor and looked into a reverse mortgage option. So what happened with this lady is we were able to authorize for about $200,000. That was a total authorization amount. The first thing that we did was we wiped out that $75,000 mortgage. So the payment on that was now gone, right? And then what we did is we gave her $54,000 of net proceeds after wiping out her mortgage. That's money in her bank account. And her plan for that was basically that she's 67 years old, remember? So what she's going to do is she's going to spread that $54,000 out over three years. She's going to basically going to take about $1,500 a month and use that for her living expenses. That's going to bridge her until she's 70. And then at 70, she plans to activate her CPP and OES and get those maximum entitlements that I was talking about. 
So really interesting kind of financial strategy, kind of savvy financial move and something that we hadn't seen before, but just kind of shows that there's some pretty novel use cases for, for reverse mortgages for various people. Yeah, yeah, that's very clever. So essentially it's cash flow thing. She needed more money to live for the next however many years, but you either have to use your CPP and OAS, but once you start that, you can't stop it. So that's really clever. So I was trying to figure out the math basically by delaying it by 42%. It doesn't take very long past 70 for you to start being way farther ahead. Imagine if you're basically getting 42% more money, it wouldn't take very many years for that person to be much further ahead. They basically gave it up for five years, but now they get almost 50% more a year. That adds up. Yeah, especially because people are living longer. It can be a very, very smart financial. Yeah, exactly. My grandma lived to 101. So like, you know, you take that over 30 some years, that's a big difference in terms of what you'd be able to collect from CPP and OAS. So the financial advisor then, so like, did this client come to you from the financial advisor or did they come to you from, like, how did they end up finding- Came through a broker by way of finance. So the financial advisors were in the client, recommended the broker, and then the broker came to us. Right, uh, interesting. So what I like about this whole strategy that we're just chatting about, Ben, is that really you're just showing creative uses of improving people's monthly cash flow, because ultimately that's what a reverse mortgage is going to do. It's going to take away that monthly payment and allow them to be more flexible. In this case, they were able to defer their OAS, but people use it because they just want to be able to you know, do a vacation or pay for something. And you mentioned before, it's not just about a lump sum at a reverse mortgage. It's really the month to month is where people live. And this is where the big difference is or the big benefit is for most people. That's exactly right. Yeah, that's awesome. So if people are listening to this, you want to check out Bloom Finance, bloomfin.ca. Ben and his team are amazing to work with. They can help you with any of your clients' reverse mortgages. So I'm pretty sure that this case, the broker who was working with the financial advisors. So if you're working with financial advisors, this is another great tool to talk to them about because it can make sense in the right situation and everybody wins. So check it out. And thanks, Ben, for coming to chat with me. Thanks a lot, Scott. All right. Thanks again for listening. Hopefully you got a couple nuggets from the show. If you're brand new, I'm telling you, you've probably been getting wiped out with this objection and you didn't even know it was happening to you. So go give it a try. When it starts to work, you shoot me an email. I'd love to hear your feedback on this. It's Scott at ILoveMortgageBrokering.com. And shoot me an email and say, hey, Scott, yes, it worked. Or no, Scott, you suck. Whatever. I don't, it's fine. Just shoot me an email. I'd be happy to hear from you. And thanks again for listening to the show. I will see you on the next episode. This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production.